What do you do if you are the Toronto Maple Leafs? We'll try to answer that question today and also season in review, exit interview time for Alex Tuck. Step right up number 89. We'll break down Tuck season with the Sabres and look ahead for potentially the next Sabres captain. All that ahead. You're on Lockdown Sabres. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online. Where the game starts. Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin here on another off-season edition of the Locked On Sabres podcast. We'll, of course, talk some Sabres a little bit later on. Alex Tuck, season in review. review. Also looking ahead with uh, number 89 for the Buffalo Sabres. We'll uh, discuss his year coming up in a little bit. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan's at JR Hanskin. Jordan, how's the po- how, how are the playoffs going for you? How are the playoffs going? I'll feel better when Calgary wins. Mm, did you? Is that because you bet Calgary? Or because you're just rooting for them? Because they're Calgary? no, I bet Calgary to win the cup. Oh, the- duh, that's right. Without that, well, what do I? What else do I have in this world? <laughs> well, I'm rooting for you because my Stanley Cup dream of seeing uh, Anze Kopitar <laughs> and the LA Kings is dead. Ah, uh, they had it. They were up three two, and, and they uh, went out like they went in without offense. Dull. Yeah, (laughs) dull is how they did that. Um, Yeah, the Kings are out. The Leafs are out. We'll talk about them. Who else is out? Well, at time of recording, we don't know Penguins and Rangers because Game Seven Pittsburgh and New York is going on right now. Boston's out. We're always always like that. Like that. Hate to see stuff like that. Hate to see the Wake Forest basketball coach is a big hockey guy now. I had a conversation with him on Twitter. Okay, he's into the hurricanes. I'm assuming you mean he was one of the he was the siren sounder guy. Okay, right. Um, for the third period. for game seven. Yeah, I had a, and I wow. was talking to him. I was like, "Are you a hockey guy now?" Because he was talking about how similar hockey is to basketball. It was very interesting. Yeah, and he said he needs a hobby. So, so what we've got today is uh, some playoff talk. But mainly regarding the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did you watch all of Game 7, Leafs and Lightning? I did. Um, oh, man. Game 6, too. Game 6 is one of the best hockey games I feel like I've ever seen. Really? Ever oh, seen? I, uh, maybe that's a little, little recency bias going on. Yeah, game yeah, 6 yeah. was awesome, though. Game 6, the, the overtime, back and forth, both teams, offensive. Uh, game 7, man. I mean, the Leafs, didn't you just, you just knew deep down, right, that they were going to blow it? They had to win game six. If they didn't win game six, they were not going to win. And mm-hmm. like I know like every year it's like, oh, they, this feels different. They're really good. They get very nervous. That rink last night was dead silent for the most mm-hmm. of the game. I just felt. It was just nervy. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that with the Capitals. Before the Capitals won the Cup, that was the Capitals. They were always like that. When a game mattered, when it was game seven, they're like, they're just sitting there like clenched. They're they're nervous. Like the, the you see the whites in their knuckles, right? Like the they're just constantly unnerved. Now they're terrified. It's 
it's the Leafs. That is the Leafs now. They need to make it easy on themselves, but they just can't seem to do it. Like the the ever throughout this entire series, I thought they were, for the most part, the better team. Mm. But it's one team knew how to win when they needed to, and one team didn't. Um, and it's it really like goes to show. And I thought like once again, Tampa Bay, they're really good. They're not as good as they used to be. But when push comes to shove, when they need somebody to show up, somebody always does. Vasilevsky was the one that I thought showed up in Game Seven, yeah. and it, it just looked—it looked very simple for him. Um, and they got what they needed, and they won. They pulled it out. So good for them. I do think Florida's better than them, but mm-hmm. I do too. We'll talk about that when we get there. So what do you do if you're Toronto? It's It's just pure hilarity. Six years in a row that they have lost in the opening round of the playoffs. It's the same group. It's Matthews, it's Marner, Tavares has been around for five of those. Uh, the same GM, Kyle Dubas. Now it's the same coach, Sheldon Keefe, for three of them. It was Babcock before that, obviously. Willie Nylander, Morgan Riley. Like We're talking about the same core of players. And as we even talked about these games, like they were a bounce away. They were Ilya Mikheyev putting a rebound away in game six overtime from suddenly Matthews and Marner and Tavares, all these guys aren't chokers because of something that Ilya Mikheyev could have done in game six overtime. Um, But all that being said, like they're great. We know they're great. They're incredible every regular season. And on some level, it's you went to game seven with the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. There's no shame in that. You don't change anything based on that. But then there's the other side, which is your season has ended the exact same way six times in a row. Not twice, not three times, like six. So at what point do you say, I've got to blow it up? I've got to maybe not blow up everything, but I've got to do something drastic because what are you going to do after seven? Are you going to do after eight? You're going to do after nine? Like when do you finally draw the line in the sand? So where do you stand on that? what the Leafs do now going forward in the offseason, and should they make any changes? And if they do, like, how big a change are we talking? I think they'd be stupid to make any changes. Like, I think they would be – I think it would be a foolish thing to do. Now, it depends on what they find expendable and, like, what they think of their future. Like, I I don't know what their cap situation is, say, next year. I don't know if there's guys expiring soon. Um. I've heard like I heard like Ryan Lambert say like they should get rid of Tavares. Like yeah. get out ahead of that. Like he's getting older. Um mm-hmm. try to see if you could sell at least a little bit high on him before he hits the wall. Um right. we can talk about the Sabres. Like I was talking to like people about like, do I think should the Sabres be interested? And what would the value be? I'm like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is a guy that hit 76 points in 79 games this year. And even at six points in seven games in the playoffs, but he looked slow to me in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he got- you're, a, you're a no. You're a no. I'm, I'm a you no. You want to keep on speed, 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 speeds for the Sabres. Yeah, I mean, he's $11 million a year for three more years. Yeah. If Toronto came to me and said they'll take half the salary, I, I'm in, but not at that cap. $11 million for him right now to me is crazy. I think they've. That's kind of the disappointing part. If you're Toronto, you're four years into that contract. The the value you've already burnt it up, like yeah. a lot of it. 
so I, I don't know. I, I, if I were the Sabres, I wouldn't want that contract. I'm not saying nobody will want that contract, but he's not untradeable. He's not Jeff yeah, Skinner. The Coyotes love eating contracts. Yeah, the Coyotes would be interested in that. I think that's the that's the move. If you're Toronto, it's it's Tavares. If you could I mean, find would a you, way to Would you him. give them like a second for him? Like just be like, and we'll eat the contract? For all 11 million? Yeah. If you're the Sabres and the Yotes, you probably do it because you're 40 million under the cap. You need you need to spend. And it's like, on one hand, you are like helping them out. Yeah, I, I don't think Toronto does that though. Toronto, Toronto needs... they, would, they would be embarrassed to do that, right? They'd be, but that's right, what I mean. Is it's like, you, you embarrass them. Yes. Like that's that's like I would be like this is all you're getting like you're not getting even a guy like middle stat or something like that like you're not getting anything you right. you we'll give you a second and we'll eat that um and I kind of I would love it for the Sabers like to be honest just be like all right John Tavares this is what they think of you mm. like kind of like a revenge factor like this is what they think of you like yeah. go 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 beat them now I I don't think they have any interest in doing any of this um but I'm just saying like that if you're the Leafs that it's something like that. Yeah. Or it could be firing the coach. I don't think it's the coach's fault. Listen, by any means. The other thing too is though they could fire him. Ferris is the captain, and he's got a full no movement clause. Right. And, okay. So then there's no way. There's no. And way. he he chose to come there because of right. he was his boyhood dream. His, his, his he's sheets. not going to Arizona. His not, sheets. <laughs> they're not coming home and saying you want to go to the Coyotes and play in the, the yeah, no, thousand no. seat college arena. There's no chance he'll trade. Anyway. Yeah, I, so if he's stuck, let's say he is there, right? Keith, Sheldon Keith, the coach, Kyle Dubas, the GM. Will he's he need- the expendable one. Kyle Dubas? Uh, but like, Kyle oh, Keith, Dubas- I'm sorry, you said Keith. Keith is the expendable Keith one. Keith is the expendable one. Like, because okay. that, that's classic. Like, oh, it's the coach's fault. What about Willie? What about Willie Nylander? What would you, would you be surprised if the Leafs are like, okay, we're going to get rid of Sheldon Keith? And time for Barry Barry Trotz to come in here oh, and bottle oh, things down. Perfect timing. Let's go. Right? Like, in. doesn't that seem yeah. like a very like Leafs thing to do? Let's and then see. all the players, like halfway through the season, they're not doing super well, and all yeah. the players hate Barry Trotz. Let's let I just envision Barry Trotz, just all the players in the room. He just bangs down the door. Let's get gritty. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, are you guys ready to stop scoring five goals? Yeah. You guys ready to win some 2-1 hockey games? Like, they might be a little bit better or maybe better suited for the playoffs if he's coaching. But it's like, they're going to hate it. The players are going to hate it. But and right, three years win. from now, everybody's going to they're gonna be the Islanders. Mm, and they, But they might get a cup out of it because the talent level's higher. They could. They, they have a better team than the Islanders did. And Barry Trotz did get the most of the Capitals. I mean, he wore out his welcome quick. But, like, would you sacrifice, like, fun for the cup? I would. Quick. He he won the cup, and they still said we hate you, and we want we're done. Right? They but, fight. I mean, they, they didn't bring him back after they won the like, cup. I would sacrifice fun for a championship for sure. And the I guess the question is like, will the Leafs like want to do that? Yeah. So um, the Leafs, the Leafs, by the way, going into next season, have seven point eight million in space, and they do not have. A goalie under contract. Actually, excuse me. They have Peter Mrazek under contract, but they don't have Jack Campbell, their starting goaltender, under contract. Uh, they also have Andre Kashe as an RFA, Rasmus Sandin, who they'll want to resign RFA. So most of the cap space they have will get eaten up just retaining their own. So, do you do you move a, another forward out that's not Tavares? Do you 
do you trade Willie Nylander? I think Marner and Matthews are too big. Ah, I see where we're going. I saw your Twitter poll. Nylander for Cousins. I saw. I wasn't really serious about that, but it's Sabres say no to fun bar. It's fun bar conversation. Willie Nylander and Cousins. And I think the Leafs do too. I think both teams like their. Game. I don't think the Leafs do. Uh, the, the Leafs, man, if you tell them right now, especially Leafs fans, you're going to get a two way, gritty forward that's going to oh. be responsible two way. He's the perfect playoff style player, mm-hmm. physical, responsible, and he's going to save you $7.8 million in cap space. I think Toronto does it. If I'm the Sabres, though, I still think there's a chance that Cousins could turn into like a O'Reilly type player. And I would say no. Me too. Like, I think I think you, that's an I think you respect player. your player enough that you would be like you would have a higher value on him. Yeah, but like, man, we'll, eighty point players don't grow on trees. Uh, I know, I know. It's like, one. it's like you're trading cousins for proven, but you gotta hold out hope that like cousins is like a impact guy. And I I think cousins has gotten better and better. Like I think he mm. he has been. A useful play. I, I, and I think the Sabres like should be thinking playoffs next year, given given like Patrice Bergeron hey. maybe sending off and stuff like that. Like maybe the Sabres will be the next team to knock the Leafs off in round one. Oh, oh. that'd be great. Oh my a god, seventh straight time. <laughs> oh my god, I, that is the best. That is the that is the dream season. Is like I don't even care if we win after that. Like yeah, yeah. we get smacked by Florida after that, but. Yep. Oh God, I want to. I want to beat them. I want to join the party. I want to join the festivities. Me too. The Columbus is getting them. We can't. It's not like Montreal got them, and they're the worst Montreal. team I've ever seen. They could be done. Uh, so the Leafs now have the longest playoff series win drought in the NHL. They have not won a series since 2004. That I think is because it's since Adam Sandler made that song. What song? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Senator song. Like isn't yes, that like Senator song? No, right. The Sabres have won four playoff series more recently than the Leafs have won one. The Sabres are second. They have not won since 2007, but the Leafs haven't won since 2004. The Panthers had the streak. They hadn't won since 1996, but they closed out the Capitals uh, the other night. So the Leafs are now with the longest playoff series win drought in the NHL. It's crazy. Six years in a row they've lost in the first round, and they are now 0-10 in their last 10 games that they – could win and advance the second round. That's just unbelievable. Oh, I, I think the is is the worst one the Montreal one. I think the worst one's the Montreal. The worst one is the Montreal one. They were up three. Columbus one. one's bad too, but but, but Montreal's worse. They were up three one, and that team yeah. stinks. <laughs> right. I, I mean, mean, I guess they, they could, they could blame series. the Tavares injury, but like they had Tavares this whole time and they still didn't win. Yeah. More about the Leafs this offseason, I'm sure. We'll uh, come back. We'll switch to the Sabres. Alex Tuck, exit interview. We'll look at his season and what's to come for uh, the Sabres forward. That's when we come back here on Locked On Sabres. We are brought to you by Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. How's that sound? It sounds good. It sounds oh. good to me. That is what it's like to eat the new birthday cake built bar puff from built. I just received my birthday cake puffs. Never had anything like that. Amazing. They are right up there. Maybe just over top of the brownie batter built puff uh, for my favorite flavor. If you haven't tried them, 
check them out. The birthday cake puffs. That's the new flavor and it is hot. Get them while they're, while they're still available. Only 150 calories, 16 grams of protein and only nine grams of sugar for this limited time flavor. It's an amazing option. If you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day, go to built.com right now. Use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. This episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com with the ever increasing number of makes and models. It's now impossible for you or your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us? box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com jody biasi jordan hanskin on the lockdown sabers podcast at sneaky joe sports on twitter for me at jr hanskin for jordan be sure to check us out on our youtube channel and hit the like and subscribe button uh we would greatly appreciate that as we continue to push towards 1,000 subscribers which we're shooting for alex tuck the exit interview for alex tuck first liner for most of the season for the Sabres, they did mess around at the end with Victor Olofsson, with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner, uh, and moved Tuck down uh, with Dylan Cousins. But for the most part, Tuck got here, and he played with Tage Thompson, and he played with Jeff Skinner. So the stats on Tuck for the year, 12 goals, 26 assists, and 38 points in 50 games. If you pace that out over 82 games, 19 goals, 43 assists, and 62 points. Jordan, it's hard to feel – it's hard to have imagined feeling better about Tuck from when they traded for him, not just on the ice but off the ice too. Yeah, I think Tuck's been Tuck's been good. Um, I, I I know he didn't, like, start the season with us and he didn't, like, um, you know, like, there, there, there was the injury and all that stuff, but, like, Given the limited time he's had here, he's made as big of an impact as any. Like, I think just like being like the first player in a long time to be like, I want to be a Saber. I am happy to be a Saber. I got traded from a contender to this team, and I'm so happy to be here. Um, Him being a hometown guy made a lot of the impact for me. Um, Yeah. Can you, are we good? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah, we're good. My bad. Okay. Um, so, so, anyways, yeah, I like the captain. The captaincy stuff is like he he kind of took that conversation and he ran with it as quickly as he got here. The loving being a Buffalo Saber, the leadership stuff, the hugs, right? The post game hugs for Alex. Game hugs. Yeah. Oh, Craig Anderson was the his original guy for that, but he started doing it with everybody. Um, would you give him the C? Or would you wait around, maybe see if Cousins can earn it, or would you just give it to Tuck? I mean, is it is it him and it's him and Cousins, and then like Dark yeah. Horses like Darlene and Tage, even though I like Darlene just seems like a like a quiet like A guy. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think Tage might be that. Tage could be a captain. I think. I think he's he's gotten like, yeah, better with that stuff. I don't know what he was at like UConn and stuff, but. He's not quite the raw, raw leader guy. Though. Right. That's the thing, too. Like, it's it's personality-based, right? Yeah. Like, And I think Tuck kind of exudes the captaincy 
vibe to me. Yeah. And cousins might too. Um, mm. but I think what like about- hometown hometown thing too. Hey. Like I think there is like a lot to it. But I mean, it's the player's call. It almost always is. Like mm. nobody just hands somebody one. Like they the players usually pick. Um, I think Eichel was like the one. I don't know if the players picked him. I don't know if you could like. I think they just gave it to him. I think they, they just, just gave it to him. Yeah. And like, who knows if that led to things. <laughs> well, too. the downside of that, I, I would, I would trust this group enough to be able to choose their own guy. But the last time they had them choose their own captain, it did not go well. Remember they had like the locker that was room. The Vanek. No, no, not that one. That one Lindy oh. decided. That one was the one that you see it in the video. Vanek is pissed. Vanek. <laughs> Vanek wanted that team. Vanek wanted to be like, this is my team. I'm going to put them on my back. I'm going to lead them. Like he had that in his, in him. He wanted that. He wanted that. He wanted that captaincy. And Lindy gave it to Pominville. And I think a lot of the talk at the time at that point was Lindy had just had a pretty strong captain in Drury that would push back. Like when Lindy was over practicing them, Drury would like, Drury would show up into his office and be like, you're working us too hard. Like we're, we're taking tomorrow off. Like he would get into it with Lindy about that. And I think he maybe saw that in Vanek a little bit. And that's like, you want that, I think out of your captain, but I think he chose Pominville because he, he knew Pominville's just a good soldier. Yeah. Pominville though exuded captaincy traits too. He did. He did not Vanek. Like, right. Vanek was a different type of, but it is like Vanek. Vanek wanted it and he didn't get oh, it. Oh yeah. And he was pissed. He he yeah. wanted it and he didn't get it. Now that wasn't the one though, where they chose on their own. Lindy chose that when they chose on their own, they took like a locker room poll and they picked Craig Reve, who had just ah. got there like a month ago, a month before. And you There's knew at that point, no, right. You knew at that point that room they didn't have it. Roy Connolly, Palmer. None of them Van. wanted the leadership role. No, none of them had that dog. Right. No yeah. one. Vanek did maybe, but maybe not I mean, yet. Craig Reve, though, like in fairness, does kind of like he's a gritty veteran guy. I guess but, but they, yeah, didn't, I guess. they didn't even know who he was. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. That is funny. Like, and he was never like a great player, but he was yeah. like that guy's been around. I think what <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to I want to see a brewery, a Drury Breer situation. Uh, let's go co-captains. Co-captains. Let's go cousins and talk co-captains. Maybe you, one more year. Do you think they, they decide this this year or are they going to do the trio no. of A's again? I think trio of A's cuz I think Oposo is like the de facto captain right now in the room. Yeah, and, and I don't I think, think they want to be honest. I, I don't yeah. think they want to put a C above him. Like they want he's the guy. I guess you could I just, wouldn't give mind him just giving him this but I I know that they wouldn't give him the C because they they probably aren't going to resign him. Well, no, that – ooh, I thought the other way. I thought if you knew you weren't bringing him back after one more year, you would give him the captaincy because then that would clear the decks for Tuck or Cousins after. Whereas if you're thinking, oh, I might want to keep a Poso on like a two-year deal, $2 million per after this year, you might not want to give him the C because if you have in your mind Tuck for the captain 2024, you you put you, you probably don't want to give a Poso the C and then take it back from him, right? So – I think you just go this year with three A's. And then the year after, if you keep Okposo, whether you don't, I think you make Tuck and or post or and or cousins, but probably Tuck the captain. Yeah. I mean, are there any of these other young guys that could fill it? Um, I don't think so. Cousins was the name that stuck out to me. Skinner? Um he's not young, but 
He's not. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think Skinner's a captaincy. He's guy. too chatty on the bench with the other. Oh team. my god, he's like a like a gremlin out there. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I mean, I love him. He's like he's kind of our Marchand, even though he's not like he doesn't score as much and he doesn't annoy as much. Yeah, but he does. He is a pest. He is annoying to other teams. Like other teams hate him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but, but back, but back on talk uh, for a second here. So we mentioned the stats. It's an 82 game pace of 62 points. Would we take that? We would take that right from him year to year, being like a 60 point guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's a solid line two guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that. That's what we need. That's what we've been needing for a long time. Um, things yeah. that we had to give up Eichel for it, but. Like, I think he, I think he's the type of guy that makes players on his line better, and that's perfect for the line too. Um, mm. where we're probably going to have youngsters playing with him, like, and that's exactly what he did, by the way. With I know, like, well, Thompson, but Thompson had been playing well all year, but Thompson's numbers, uh, with Tuck, I'm just uh, pulling him up real quick here. Where are we at? 56 percent Corsi rating with Tuck. 46% without him. A t- shot attempt difference of 10%. Uh expected goals for where do we got there? With Tuck, uh 56%. Without Tuck, 50%. Skinner is the one that saw the biggest drastic change. I mean, holy cow. The Corsi rating with Tuck is 61% and without 41%. 20% difference. So that's represented in the numbers that even the guys he played with the most this season with Tuck were dominant without Tuck. They were fine. They were kind of average. They were okay. Just okay. So, and the assist number comes out to that. I mean, the 62 point pace, he was only on a 19 goal pace. He was up pace for 43 assists. So uh, it's weird though, right? Cause you don't think of him as like this, you know, this Peyton Krebs esque passer, but there he is with like huge assist numbers. I think he's a, I think he's just like a do all the little things well guy. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's just a a factor on on multiple fronts. I don't think he's amazing at really anything besides mm-hmm. like I guess you could say speed. Um yeah. but like he's good at everything. Yeah. And he just makes guys better. He's a smart player too. Um you rarely see him out of position or like getting out hustled, I would say. Um he yeah he's just he's just a good player to have playing with I think young guys and that's kind of where I want him to be. Um, you could sell me on the idea of having him play with Thompson and Skinner. Um, okay. but I, I kind of like him better with Krebs and then maybe Olafson or Quinn. I I think Quinn I like Quinn a lot for him because look at. Yeah. Look at how well two goal scorers, and that's what Thompson is too. Thompson at center was a goal scorer this year. Skinner, of course, always a goal scorer. They thrived with Tuck. The idea of putting this young sniper that's coming into the organization with like the veteran you'd want to put him with at the forward group and also someone that we have proof the the scorers will thrive with. Like I, I love the idea of Quinn. That would be the perfect line from Quinn's perspective because you got Tuck, and then Krebs is maybe the best passer on the team right next to Dahlin. So I like that line a lot. I, I was about to, before you just did, said that, said I think I, you got to keep him with Skinner and Thompson, but 
I think I like that line more. I think I like so like Skinner and then more. Skinner Thompson with probably Olsen. Keep, yeah, stick, keep him with Olsen. And all like that's good for Olsen too. Or Paterka. Like, oh, the boy Paterka. scored a he scored a hat trick the other night for the Amherst. Uh <laughs> We'll talk some more Amherst, by the way coming up. But we're actually recording during game uh, three, so I didn't want to talk too much about it. But yeah, JJ Paterka hat trick. Put him with Thompson and Skinner. Oh, that's that's saucy. I like. That. I'm I'm ex- like this team next year. Like I know we're we're only through two exit interviews. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we're gonna get to some that are not as glowing. Yeah. But like this team, like they there's a lot of excitement for this team. Last thing to mention on Tuck, best contract on the team, one of the best contracts in hockey. He's got four more years at four point seven five million per. Whoo. That is a that is the best contract I've ever seen for the Sabers. Can we talk about how dumb Vegas is? <laughs> like, gen- like with this contract, even in the Vegas game? needed. Like, I know that like getting Eichel is like an amazing opportunity. Yeah, but like it it wasn't really when you think about it a luxury they could not afford. Like, I really think getting rid of a guy like Alex Tuck hurt them. On that contract, too, when you were in the cap crunch you're in. Right. This is the type of guy that the Lightning would, like, battle to keep. They would trade three first-round picks for that contract. Right. Not even the player. They, that contract, they would give you three first-round exactly, picks. Exactly. Because they know what they're doing. Yeah. And, like, Vegas, I think, like, well, they have Jack Eichel now, and it's great. And next year, they're probably going to be sick. But, like, yeah. they could not be. <laughs> they could, They could, like... Their their finances are so out of control. Yeah, I don't know. Like I know we're going. I'm going off on like a tangent, but my God, like how do you let a contract like that go? I know they like they, they, they had to give us something pretty good to get yeah. Michael over here, over there. But that's a that's a great contract for us, and I think we. It's just more evidence that that trade's not as bad as what it looked like on the day. Yeah, like, I'm trying to really look- isn't. I'm trying to look up right now because uh, I know Cap Friendly has a cost per point stat. Um, it measures how how much money you spend per point scored uh, given their contract. I don't see Tuck. I haven't seen Michael either. Actually, what's funny is Thompson. Thompson, one of the best in hockey, cost twenty thousand dollars per point that he scored. Twenty thousand. I mean, we're gonna have to pay that guy. <laughs> Not for a couple if he keeps, years, though. If he keeps playing years. like that, we're gonna have to pay him. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Sabres podcast covering Alex Tuck and the Leafs, and we'll talk more Amherst coming up uh, as they continue their playoff run against the Utica Comets uh, in the middle of game three right now. So I I think it's 3-3 going into overtime, but uh, obviously we don't know what's going to happen yet there. Um, So that's coming up. And I think next what we'll be doing is uh, Dylan Cousins. We talked a lot about Cousins today, but we'll do – uh, our season review, our exit interview with Dylan Cousins on our next show. So be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan's at JR Hanskin. Uh, hope you're enjoying the playoffs and uh, come back for more next time here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. We are brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online as you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Talk to you tomorrow here on Lockdown Savers.